Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Friday Night Smackdown post show for July 21st, 2023. I'm your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday nights, wherever you may be, man. We got a rowdy chat so far. We got a very upset Fan base right now, man, for L.A. Knight. You know, I said this last week. I did. I talked about this last week. And I talked about L.A. Knight potentially coming into this week not winning this fatal four-way match for the United States Championship Invitational. There was always a, a chance That WWE wasn't going to do the right thing. There's always a chance WWE is never going to do the right thing. 
How many times have I told all of you? Nobody seems to want to listen to me. Everybody thinks that I'm a fucking bad guy. Everybody thinks that I talk negative and that I wear an AEW hoodie and, I, and I'm, a, I'm an AEW shill and I'm on Tony Khan's payroll and, and all this other shit. I'm a Triple H cocksucker. I hate Vince McMahon. I, I'm fucking, you know, all these, all these negative things. How many times have I told you that this company gets off on making you upset? How many times? How many times have you physically seen it? Face-to-face. Personally. WWE lives. Vince lives to disappoint you. If you like it, they will show you that they are the ones in charge and they live to disappoint. If you like it, that means you're wrong. It's just the way it is. Meanwhile, everybody knows that The customer is right. If the fans want something, then WWE should really listen to what the fan base wants because most of the time, that is where the heart is. WWE had one job tonight. They had one job tonight, and they failed. They had one job in LA night. This was a slam dunk. Easy. I could have booked this shit with my fucking eyes closed. If you told me who was in the match, I didn't need any other fucking anything besides the names of who was competing in this match, and I could have told you who was going to win it. I didn't need to see anything play out. I didn't need to hear any other fucking aspects or circumstances of what's going to happen with the other three guys. One name stood above the rest, and that was L.A. Knight. They had one fucking job to do tonight. And they failed. Like they usually do. They fucking bombed. They threw the Hail Mary pass and dropped the fucking ball wide open in the end zone to win the game. They stood there in the batter's box with fucking two strikes with bases loaded. Could have won the game with a fucking single. Stood there looking at a fucking heater right down the middle. That's what they did. WWE lives to disappoint you. I don't know what else I have to condition you guys on. Are you listening to other shows and getting fed bullshit? That's what I want to know. Who else are you listening to? And they're not telling you this. I would love to know their names. Seriously. Why didn't LA Knight win? You'll probably listen to somebody after you listen to me and they'll shill you a fucking reason as to why Rey Mysterio is the better story. There is no fucking story. There's no story with Rey and Santos Escobar. They're in the same faction and they're both baby faces. What story is there? Oh, well, it's a teacher versus student, man. I'm sorry, unless we're turning Santos Escobar heel in this situation, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Meanwhile, L.A. Knight goes into London. He's the most overman on the entire fucking show. Doesn't win money in the bank. Before that, let me go back before that. He's in a thing with with, uh, Logan Paul. He makes Logan Paul look like a fucking chump. WWE ignores it. Goes into London, money in the bank. Fans overwhelmingly tell you who they want is Mr. Money in the bank. And what happens? He doesn't win. 
He doesn't win. He's the most overman in the entire fucking building all weekend long. Then we go into SummerSlam and everybody's like, well, maybe he'll, maybe he'll wrestle Logan Paul at SummerSlam. Maybe he'll get a United States Championship opportunity at SummerSlam. All these different things. And WWE continues to shoot and miss airball. Shoot and miss airball. Shoot and miss airball. Yeah! What are we doing? What are we doing? This is one of the most in-your-face, slap-you-right-across-the-fucking-head things that WWE has encountered on their television show, and all they continue to do is move away from it. It's like they're fucking allergic. It's like they're allergic to decent booking. They're allergic to overwhelmingly positive fan reactions for someone that they deem a heel internally. Oh, my God, look at the fucking geeks in the crowd cheering this guy every fucking week. Oh, yeah, we, we have the pen. We, we run the show, man. We'll show them. Ha, ha, ha. That's good shit, pal. What are we doing? Tone fucking deaf. Tone deaf. That's what WWE is. I don't know how LA Knight did not win this match tonight. The most simplest of booking creative decisions. So where do we go from here? LA Knight's clearly not getting a match at SummerSlam. There was a report today from Better Wrestling Experience, BWE. This is the geek that has his Twitter locked because he doesn't want anybody to know who the fuck he is and where he's getting his news. He reported today, and I reported this. This was a topic in my OTS Extra today. You should have you should have go should have went to go check that out. I uploaded that a little bit earlier today in the afternoon around 3 p.m. Make sure you guys go check that out. Really good stuff there. We talked a lot. Uh, we talked a lot about the NXT stuff and WWE using main roster stars and LA Knight, and there was the thing on Nick Aldis and Bailey. It's on the channel. Go and check that out. We talked about it earlier from Better Wrestling Experience. Apparently, WWE has it set, and he said that WWE will begin pushing LA Knight after SummerSlam. Pushing LA Knight after SummerSlam. Why didn't LA Knight get pushed after Money in the Bank? Why the fuck do we have to wait till SummerSlam for? Why didn't he get an opportunity at the United States Championship and that be his push after SummerSlam? Match is not taking place at SummerSlam. The United States title is not being defended at SummerSlam. So why are you going to tell me that his push is starting after SummerSlam? What exactly is his push going to entail? Has the guy not done enough for you? Has the guy not gotten over enough for you to put the fucking United States Championship on him, which is basically a dead fucking title? It's not like he'd be beating Gunther, right? Now we got to wait till after SummerSlam. The fuck do we have to wait till after SummerSlam for? The guy is mega, mega, mega over. He could have had the United States title match after SummerSlam, win the United States title after SummerSlam. Boom, that would start his build. That would start his meteoric rise in WWE. Yet we're still wondering what the fuck is going on. And don't, don't listen to anybody, I swear to God, 
Do not listen to anybody that tells you, oh, well, they're just waiting. They're waiting for the right time. Everything comes within due time. Patience. There's a longer story being played out. Fuck that. Fuck that. A longer story. The fuck are you waiting for? Longer story. What story is there, number one? Number two, why are you trying to hide the fact that this guy is mega over? You're fucking up. And then you want to hide it behind, oh, yeah, patience. Fuck your patience. I have no fucking patience. Neither do you. So don't give me that bullshit. What story are we running into here with LA and I? The guy's over. The guy is fucking doing his thing. He should be rewarded. The fans want to see him. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. That's it. There's nothing else you need to know. Nothing else you need to tell me. At all. So now we get Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. Great. Great. We got two baby faces, legitimately two baby faces in the United States Championship Invitational Final. Let's focus on that for a little bit. Two baby faces, a part of the same faction in WWE, the LWO. Why didn't LA Knight win this match? Is WWE concerned about the overwhelming reaction for LA Knight? Because internally, it's reported that LA Knight is a heel backstage. Really? It's not what I hear when it comes out. I hear fucking babyface. This, 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 this guy, LA Knight, who's fucking gotten the hearts of the crowds everywhere he goes. They're chanting his fucking name in unison. They're doing his fucking LA Knight, and they're finishing the fucking thing with, yeah, on their own. He don't need to do anything. If L.A. Knight is a heel, but he's getting those types of reactions, that's not a good look for WWE. They don't like that. Oh, but we have you internally slaughtered like this, but you're out there doing that. We can't have that happen. That's going against our protocol. That's going against what we have planned for you. That's bad. So you didn't want to send L.A. Knight out there to wrestle Santos Escobar because he's getting babyface reactions. And he slotted internally as a heel. Yet you put Rey Mysterio willingly in a match with Santos Escobar, and he, for certain, is a fucking babyface. So now we got two babyfaces going at it for the United States Championship, number one contendership. Meanwhile, we couldn't do LA Knight, who's also a babyface, but WWE slots him as a heel. What am I missing here? What am I missing? He's not even acting as a heel anymore. He's out there fucking eating this shit up. So where do we go from here? Does Santos Escobar turn heel? Do we get the LWO already in the mud? Dead? I don't think so. They're a hot merchandise seller for WWE. Why would you, why would you take Santos Escobar out of the LWO? If you take Santos Escobar out of the LWO, then you got to take the rest of the fucking legato guys out of the LWO. There will be no LWO. The fucking point is, what's the point of the LWO at that point? Does Santos get the match with Austin Theory? I'll get to that in a second because, again, I ask you guys, if you genuinely feel like Triple H is booking this show on his own, you're a fucking idiot. Do we get Santos and Austin Theory? Who gives a shit? Do we get Rey Mysterio and Austin Theory? Again, who gives a shit? 
This was the worst outcome that WWE could have possibly given you creatively for the United States Championship Invitational. It gets better, folks. It gets better. I can't wait for somebody to clip the fucking show and tell me that I'm a fucking negative piece of shit on social media. Fuck you. This is where I sit, and I know better than anybody. Make sense of this, fucking geeks. Make sense of this. You want something else? This is the type of show that SmackDown was tonight. Doubt you hear this from anybody else. What happened with SmackDown tonight? Santos Escobar advanced into the finals last week, right? He won his fatal four-way. Apparently, Santos Escobar attacked Austin Theory at the end of that match because he interfered on Rey Mysterio in the fatal four-way that happened tonight. He was sitting at ringside. So Santos Escobar comes out there and attacks Austin Theory, and then after the match, goes to Adam Pearce and tells Adam Pearce that he wants Austin Theory in a one-on-one match tonight. Are you following me? So Rey Mysterio won the Fatal 4-Way tonight. Santos Escobar won the Fatal 4-Way last week. Santos Escobar came out tonight and attacked Austin Theory, who attacked Rey Mysterio. So after the match is over, he goes to Adam Pearce and says he wants Austin Theory in a one-on-one match. Austin Theory was going to put the United States Championship on the line. And Adam Pearce said, all right, we're going to get a United States Championship match out of it. And then he says, no, 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 no. I didn't say I was going to defend my United States Championship. All right, we'll get a one-on-one match between Austin Theory and Santos Escobar. Non-title tonight. That's what he gave Austin Theory. He said, all right, we'll put the United States Championship on the line. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I didn't say I'd do that. That wouldn't have made any sense. So then we get a non-title match between Austin Theory and Santos Escobar. If Santos Escobar, if Santos Escobar won his fatal four-way last week, and gets a match with Austin Theory tonight. What was the fucking point of having a United States Championship Invitational? Santos Escobar beat Austin Theory clean tonight, in the middle of the ring. No interference, no fuckery, no shenanigans. He beat him with a phantom driver. Clean. Again, I ask, what is the point? of booking a fatal four-way two weeks in a row for the opportunity at the United States Championship for only WWE to go and book Santos Escobar, who won last week in a match with the champion in a non-title match tonight to give him a clean win. Doesn't the clean win over Austin Theory guarantee him a United States Championship match? So by my logic, Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio next week should not be taking place. Correct? But you couldn't give LA Knight the victory on SmackDown tonight. It had to be Santos and it had to be Rey Mysterio for you guys to go out there and give Santos a clean win over Austin Theory Making everybody look at this shit and say, what the fuck is that? No, but LA Knight couldn't win the fucking match and get the goddamn match against Santos Escobar next week, right? Or Santos Escobar, did he have to win the fucking Fatal 4-Way? It couldn't have been anybody else? If this was the outcome that we were going to get tonight, why did Santos win his Fatal 4-Way? And if Santos beat the champion clean tonight, 
I assume he's not going to win next week against Rey Mysterio either. So it looks like we're getting Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory again. Who gives a shit for the United States Championship? Tell me when I am telling lies. You can't. I'm not negative. I don't hate WWE. I hate the decisions that they make because all this shit needed was a little bit of brain power. How can I sit here with nothing in front of me? No wrestling scripts, no locker room with a full of, with, with full of talent looking at me. Nothing. How can I sit here and tell you guys exactly what the fuck is wrong with this show and the people who run this shit can't do that for you? How am I the bad guy? Unless you just don't give a shit, want mediocre television, and accept fucking garbage. I don't know. They had one fucking job to do. And they made a complete fucking mess of the United States Championship Invitational. Having a non-title match tonight with the guy who won last week and the champion. Only for the guy who won last week, who's wrestling for an opportunity at the champion, to beat the fucking champion tonight! Show is garbage! Garbage. Did Triple H make this decision? Doesn't sound like a fucking Triple H decision to me. In eight years of black and gold, I've never seen a fucking decision like this made in eight years. I'm not going to sit here and tell you this was a Triple H fucking decision. This sounds like a Vince McMahon. Fuck you to the fucking fans. I would bet my fucking house on Vince McMahon making this decision tonight to throw it in your face because you wanted L.A. Knight to win the fucking Fatal 4-Way. L.A. Knight didn't win it. Fuck you guys. You want L.A. Knight? Fuck you guys. I'll take L.A. Knight, have him lose to Rey Mysterio, and then give Santos a match against the champion, and have him pin the champion clean, and make everything you watched on television for the last two weeks an absolute waste of fucking time. Yeah, you'll get people on fucking social media. Oh, well, this, this was a good show, man. This was the first 30 minutes of the show. The first 30 fucking minutes of the show. And then you get another 10 minutes with Santos Escobar and Austin Theory. 40 minutes of the show was taken up by terrible fucking booking. Now you want me to sit there and tell you that it was a good show? <laughs> you ain't watching some schmuck on YouTube. Go watch some fucking half-witted idiot tell you, Oh, well, this was a good show. That JD guy, man, he's, he loves Vince McMahon. Fucking ridiculous, man. This show is an absolute fucking piece of shit, dog shit creative. Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio. He won the North American Championship on Tuesday night. WWE loves sending main roster talent down to NXT. This is their new thing. It's the flavor of the month. 
They love sending main roster talent down to NXT. Why have they sent main roster talent down to NXT? I don't know. None of it makes any sense, right? They're mingling brands now. Monday on Tuesday, Tuesday on Monday, Tuesday on Friday. I mean, I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore, man. Fuck a draft. Don't know why we have a brand split. Dominic Mysterio won the North American Championship from Wesley, who is fucking fantastic. Ended his reign unceremoniously in a god-awful match. He won the North American Championship. WWE apparently is going to be using Judgment Day for the foreseeable future on Tuesday night. So not only will they be on Monday, they will also be on Tuesday. There are a lot of geeks in the community who agree with Dominic Mysterio winning the North American Championship. These people are half-witted fucking fools. NXT is a developmental brand. They are not a third brand. This NXT is not a third brand. Black and Gold was a third brand, but you know what happened to that. They fucking slaughtered it. So for all the fucking people who say, why don't I watch NXT? Why don't I like the main roster stars on Tuesday night? Because this wasn't allowed back then. WWE always, and I mean always, looked down on NXT. Vince never lent Triple H any main roster talent at all. He looked down on NXT. He loathed NXT. Now you all, all of a sudden you want me to embrace NXT because they're using Judgment Day? They're using Seth Rollins? They're using Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin and Dana... <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. Who, who? Dana Brooke? <laughs> oh, man. Dana, Dana Brooke, man. Yeah, she's going to be fucking fantastic on NXT. Give me a fucking break. And Mustafa Ali. You want me to sit there and be grateful that this main roster stars that they sent down, they're being used on NXT. Fuck that. Fuck that. You know how many main roster stars black and gold needed to use? Zero. Why? Because they were a legitimate third brand. Not this makeshift fucking children's Nickelodeon bullshit on Tuesday night. Now all of a sudden you want me to fucking, oh my God, oh, NXT, look, Dominic, North American champion. I'm sorry. I don't work that way. The way I see it, Dominic is is a main roster star. A main roster star who's not good enough to win a fucking championship on the main roster on his own. Meanwhile, he goes down to Tuesday night, wins a fucking championship from one of the guys that has led that brand for the last year and a half. You want to take a title away from him, go down to developmental and take a fucking developmental title because you can't win it on the main roster. Yes, that's somebody that I'm going to look at as a viewer as respected. No, but I'll get labeled a hater. I'll get labeled negative. I'll get labeled an AEW dick rider. Why don't you why don't you go suck Tony Khan's cock, man? I'm sorry. 
Dominic Mysterio taking a developmental title away from developmental wrestlers doesn't really doesn't really bode well for me looking at Dominic as a respected superstar. Is there positive to come out of it? Sure. Now he has the title. Rhea Ripley has the title. Damian Priest has a briefcase. What does Finn Balor have? He has nothing. So there is a story there. But I'd love for somebody to tell me why, why Judgment Day is on NXT to begin with. What business do they have down in NXT? Or are they just desperate? Is WWE just desperate? They need those ratings because they got a TV rights negotiation deal coming up with NBCU, potentially. They want NXT a part of that package, right? Now they're generating, what, 750 to 800,000 on Tuesday night. Once you get a taste of whatever the fuck that is, WWE's not going to let it go. It's like a drug addict. You pump your fucking veins with something and you get this big high and you love it. You're going to go back and do it again. That's what WWE's doing with the fucking ratings. They get 700, 750. Now they're going to want 800. Who's to say they don't put all of Judgment Day in a fucking match on Tuesday night? Next is Rhea Ripley wrestling. One of the women down there. Next we'll get Rhea Ripley versus Tiffany Stratton. And then Damian Priest. He'll be wrestling down there. It's like a drug addict who can't. Let go of the fucking rush. That's what they're doing on Tuesday night. Nobody seems to understand that. They got no business on NXT. I don't give a fuck what you tell me or conjure up as far as a story. There is no story. Yes, I'd love to see Carmelo Hayes wrestle Finn Balor twice in the same month and get pinned twice as world champion. Yes, that's fantastic. It's great. Great television. Great creative team you got there. I love to see Wesley, who held the North American Championship longer than anybody in the entire history of that brand. Yeah, we'll just give it to Dominic Mysterio because ratings. Yeah, that sounds like a great fucking idea. Great idea. Then the story is that came out today that WWE now is looking at beating AEW Dynamite in the ratings. They're a drug addict. WWE is a fucking obsessed drug addict. They're going to look to beat AEW Dynamite on Tuesdays, and they're going to use the main roster to do it, and it doesn't make any sense. The WWE roster on Monday is Tuesday, and Tuesday is now on Monday. Now, Now Tuesday is on Friday, and we got Monday on Friday. What is a draft? What is the draft? Does WWE know the definition of a fucking draft? A brand split? One brand is split from the other, and there's no crossover. And when crossover does happen, how important is the crossover going to be if we've seen crossover every fucking week? I'm sorry. Do you know how ridiculous it looks that Dominic... A Monday Night Raw superstar goes to NXT on Tuesday, a brand that is not his, to win the North American Championship, a brand and a title that is not his. Dominic, a Monday Night Raw superstar winning an NXT title and then going to Friday to defend an NXT title on a brand that he wasn't even a part of. Now, but I'm the, I'm the bad guy. 
Dominic, a Raw star, wins an NXT title on Tuesday to defend it on Friday. And you're okay with that. You're okay with that illogical garbage. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm, I'm sorry. That's not the way I operate here. What we do here is call out the bullshit. What you watched for a good hour tonight was a ton of bullshit. SmackDown sucks. This show was a complete clusterfuck of nothing. Now I see a report going around that the reason why WWE did what they did tonight was because... WWE superstars, some WWE superstars contacted COVID. Now they're using COVID as an excuse. Real reason for the changes made to SmackDown. Let me let me dumb this fucking rumor down. This is coming from WrestleGeeks. PW Insider is reporting. There is a known reason why things may have been shifted before SmackDown. And no, they say it's not Vince McMahon. Sure thing. Seems that word is making the rounds that several talent were unable to participate in the show due to medical reasons. One version notes that the shift is due to talent testing positive for COVID-19 or being in direct contact with someone else who tested positive for COVID-19. Now, while there was reportedly set to be an in-ring segment with Adam Pearce and Asuka to reveal the SummerSlam triple threat match between Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair, instead the match was announced on social media... And Charlotte Flair took on EO Sky in a match. Meanwhile, the original plan was EO to wrestle Zelina Vega and not Charlotte Flair. Uh, okay, you're blaming the, the changes to SmackDown on COVID. Meanwhile, you just gave me one change. How is that a bad thing? We got EO versus Charlotte instead of EO versus Zelina. How was how that a bad change? I don't really understand it. You guys are fucking crazy, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We got a $100 super chat. We got a couple, actually. One from Latino Heats. $100 Super Chat. Thank you, Latino46 Heat. You are not telling lies, J.D. One thing, they can't even execute. Unreal. I don't trust Vince one bit. 
And then Cam G with a $100 bomb. My man, JD, keep doing what you're doing. If NXT wasn't already dead, it definitely is now. And the brand split. It's stupid. They screwed Wesley, period. Much love, JD. OTS for life. Cam G, thank you so much, brother. I got you on Cameo as well, man. I'll be doing that uh, in the next day or so for you. Thank you for reaching out to me on there. And thank you to Latino46E. Thank you guys very much, man. You guys are awesome. You make what I do very, very easy. Because you guys are intelligent. You know what's going on. It is a very difficult thing for me to sit here every single week and wake fucking people up. Nobody wants to listen. You guys get it. You get me. You get what's going on. You're smart. You're in tune. Appreciate you guys being here. They're blaming it on COVID. They're blaming this shit on COVID. Now, what are we, what are we back in fucking 2020? There, 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 is, there is no more COVID. Give me a fucking break. Okay? Blaming this shit on fucking COVID. COVID is not fucking changing plans. Let me see what else. Well, let, me, let me see what else people are saying here. Let me, let me, go, to, let me go to a different website. I want to see if they added anything to this situation. This is the same report. The same report. The opening match on Friday, SmackDown saw Rey Mysterio beat LA Knight, Sheamus, and Cameron Grimes. Mysterio will face off against Santos Escobar. Charlotte defeated EO after shots he appeared on the big screen. Blah, 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 blah. PW Insider reported that Drew McIntyre was also at the show to work a dark match against Ludwig Kaiser. Who gives a shit? Why is this even a report? Why is this a report? No plans were changed for COVID. None. You mean to tell me that we were going to get a Zelina Vega versus Zio match and we're supposed to be, oh, oh, oh my God, oh my God, what a match. Who's excited about Zelina Vega versus Io Sky? We got Charlotte and Io. I'd much rather take that, even though I can't stand the android. Right? Andrew McIntyre missed a dark match. Oh my God. Oh, I'm sure Orlando's heartbroken. No plans were changed. This entire show was written by a fucking half-witted idiot. This shit sucks. Nothing made sense. And if you disagree with anything that I said, here's a fucking clue. You can't. You can't. Because everything that I said legitimately is logical. WWE treats you like a fucking idiot. You're going to tune in next week and watch it. I'm not dumb. I don't fall for their bullshit. I see right through them. Santos Escobar and and Austin Theory tonight made zero sense. Why would he be wrestling Rey Mysterio next week if he's already granted a United States Championship match by beating the champion clean tonight? What's the sense of him winning and winning the match next week when he's already the number one contender? LA Knight fumbled that one. Fumble that motherfucker at the one-yard line, man. The WWE. Dominic Mysterio and this fucking bullshit with NXT talent on Tuesday night, right? Main roster stars mingling with NXT talent on Tuesday night. I mean, what are we doing here, man? WWE wants to create this unpredictable free-for-all. None of it makes sense. It's actually more negative than positive. 
I don't give a fuck what type of ratings you need to get. I don't give a shit about your TV rights negotiations. NXT is a developmental brand. It is not a third brand. It is not going to be looked at as a third brand. Main roster stars are not a staple down there. NXT will always be developmental out of the Performance Center. So how could you tell me it is not a developmental brand? All because main roster stars are, tr are trickling down there and making cameos every fucking week? That is something that I hold as a wrestling fan because of what these fucking scumbags did. I will always hold that very sensitive to my heart. There's a reason why I stopped covering NXT. I watch it on my own time. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to review NXT. I can't look at it anymore. Meanwhile, you want to tell me, oh, NXT is a legitimate third brand now or are trying to make it into a third brand. Meanwhile, you killed the fucking legitimate third brand that it was three years ago. And you blamed it on fucking COVID. COVID didn't kill WWE, NXT. Vincent Bruce killed it. That's who killed NXT. And you almost killed Triple H in the fucking process, too. We're going to get into the show tonight. We're going to talk about SmackDown and what happened within these matches tonight. I really appreciate you guys being here. Listen, man. A lot of people. It's been a bad week. It's been a bad, bad, bad week as far as social media and being on social media. A lot of people came from my head this week. I'm not going anywhere. You don't like what I have to fucking say? I don't give a single fucking shit. I'm still here. I'm still angry. And I'm still calling out the bullshit that you guys refuse to fucking notice. Clip the show. Tell everybody that I'm an asshole because I talk about pro wrestling on, on YouTube. I don't give a fuck. You know what we watched tonight was dog shit. If I don't say it, who the fuck will? Follow me on social media, man. At JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. If you enjoyed what we've had to say so far, please hit that subscribe button. Turn on that bell for notifications. Hit that thumbs up for me, man. Let's try for 1,000 likes. We got 607 likes on the live stream so far. I would really appreciate it. If you guys get over 1,000, that would be tremendous. If you missed any of the other content on the channel, there is plenty of it. Monday, we were live. Tuesday, we were live for NXT. Oh, not NXT. You wish. Tuesday, we were live during NXT. Me and my guy, Andrew Baydala, TNT, Tuesday night. Titans, my new show on Tuesday night. If you're missing it, you're missing some great wrestling discussion. Episode number five in the books. Go and check that out. Wednesday, we were live. Jesse and I for Dynamite. Tonight, I'm live. Tomorrow night, I'll be live for AW Collision. It's going to be a big week, man. All those extras. Go and check out the extras that I did today. Talked about NXT. Main roster guys on NXT. Dominic winning the North American Championship. Why that happened. Plenty of stuff for you guys to get caught up on. 
Go check out my sponsor for today's show, Blue Chew. BlueChew.com, code JD at checkout. Make sure you guys go and get your free sample. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. Blue Chew, once again, want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast right here on OTS. Monday Night Raw started off with the Fatal 4-Way. This was Rey Mysterio, Cameron Grimes, Sheamus, and L.A. Knight. Winner of this match, we get Santos Escobar next week in a number one contenders match for the United States Championship. This went almost 20 minutes. All these guys worked hard. I love all these guys. I think Rey Mysterio is great. Cameron Grimes, I wish he was on the show a little bit more. Sheamus has been fantastic. And LA Knight, you guys know LA Knight. LA Knight cut a promo on his way to the ring and basically told everybody that he's going to take down all three of these guys and then go on to win the United States Championship. So we'll pick it up after a commercial break. And Grimes and Knight, They were on the outside. They got onto the apron. Sheamus cut them off, and Mysterio and Sheamus ended up doing the 10 beats on Grimes and L.A. Knight. Sheamus and Mysterio then shook hands, and it looked like we were going to get some sort of tandem, these two guys working together here, but it's every man for himself. But Sheamus cut off Mysterio with an Irish curse backbreaker because Mysterio tried to go for a 619. So they did not trust each other. Mysterio tried to, I guess, get it, get it on Sheamus first. And then Sheamus said, no, 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 bitch. Come on. Irish curse, backbreaker, one, two. He goes for cover, gets a uh, kick out. Um, Grimes comes off the top rope, takes both guys out. Grimes sits a series of kicks on both Sheamus and Mysterio. Grimes slammed Mysterio, went for a cover. Sheamus broke that up. Sheamus clothesline Grimes, hit another Irish curse on Grimes. Knight was thrown to the outside. He fought with Sheamus, and then he was dropped on the apron. Mysterio went up top. L.A. Knight cut him off. This was a little clunky. Some of this was a little clunky. It was an awkward spot here between all four of the guys in this match where they came off the top rope and landed on Grimes. Grimes looked like he got the worst of it because he came down right on his tailbone, and it looked like that fucking sucked. It was another one of those typical, very stereotypical Irish... um, those fatal four-way or multi-man avalanche spots where WWE always has to do them in the, in these types of matches, but this one looked like it really fucked up Cameron Grimes. Mysterio and Grimes were in the ring, and that changed when they fought to the outside. Mysterio tried to throw Grimes into Austin Theory, who was sitting at ringside. Theory moved out of the way. Sheamus came off the top to take out Grimes and Mysterio, Sheamus now back in the ring, went up top, landed a clothesline on L.A. Knight. Sheamus hits white noise on L.A. Knight, goes for a cover, gets a two count. Sheamus starts playing up to the crowd. He went to go bro kick L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight caught him, slammed him. Sheamus hit a running knee on Grimes. Knight followed up with a big slam. Mysterio broke up a pin attempt there. Mysterio went to the top. Grimes cut him off. Sheamus joined in, lifted Grimes on his shoulders. Mysterio came off the top and... Set Sheamus and Grimes up for 619, looking very sloppy on the Grimes 619. He hits it. Mysterio covers Grimes. Theory broke up the pin because 
There is no DQ. So we pulled Rey Mysterio to the outside. All of a sudden, Santos Escobar ran to ringside and brawled with Theory into the crowd. LA Knight was left in the ring with Grimes. I thought he was going to win the match. Mysterio and Grimes returned to the ring, and after everyone traded signature moves, Mysterio hit a Huron Karana on Grimes for the one, two, three. Rey Mysterio wins. The fatal four-way here now gets Santos Escobar next week in a number one contenders match for the United States title opportunity against Austin Theory. You know, a lot of people are going to look at this and say, this is the better story. Because it's LWL versus LWL. But unless Santos Escobar is turning heel here, I I don't know what the point of this is. Oh, it's teacher versus student. It's great. I'm not taking anything away from Santos Escobar. I've been a Santos Escobar advocate for a very long time. Dating back to his fucking empty performance center NXT days as cruiserweight champion. Give me a break. There's a reason why Santos Escobar is getting an opportunity. He's fucking great. Do I want to see a match with Rey Mysterio? Sure thing. You better fucking believe it. But not now. When the time is right. The right time is not right now. The right time is when the heel turn happens. Because you, you, you know inevitably, somewhere in the future, Santos Escobar is going to turn on Rey Mysterio. That is going to make him a mega fucking heel. It was one of the best creative decisions that WWE made in the Triple H era by putting Santos Escobar with Rey Mysterio, aligning these two men up, fusing Legato with Rey Mysterio, and calling them the LWO. Brilliant. Everybody loves the LWO. Everybody loves Rey Mysterio. Everybody's going to love Santos Escobar because he's affiliated with Rey Mysterio. But that doesn't mean I want to see them wrestle now over the United States title. Now, it's got to be something even bigger than the United States title. But here we are. Some people will deem this as the better story, and LA Knight, he'll get his time. LA Knight's time is now. I don't know what you're waiting for. L.A. Knight was over before Money in the Bank. L.A. Knight was over at Money in the Bank. L.A. Knight was over after Money in the Bank. And L.A. Knight is more over now than ever before. And you still neglect the audience. What are we waiting for? What exactly are we waiting for? Because as far as I'm concerned, if Austin Theory is losing this championship to someone... I don't know who. I mean, he's done jack shit with the title. I don't know why creatively we're talking about Austin Theory retaining the United States Championship. Unless Austin Theory is going to lose this title to L.A. Knight, none of this makes sense. Because if L.A. Knight eventually gets thrown into the mix here and Austin Theory loses the United States Championship, you're looking at Santos Escobar and you're looking at Rey Mysterio, two babyfaces. Who L.A. Knight will be looking at. Well, L.A. Knight also is a babyface. So what are we doing here? What exactly are we doing here? Austin Theory is a true heel. L.A. Knight is a babyface. This would have made the most sense. The easiest of transitions to get the United States title off of someone who's doing nothing with it. To put it on someone that would do everything for it. Babyface beats the heel. It's the best outcome. Meanwhile, WWE avoided all that. It's like they're allergic to fucking wrestlers on their roster who organically get over. 
I don't know how anybody's looking at this and deeming this the right creative decision. Is next week's match with Santos and Ray going to be a great match? Sure. There's no way that it's going to be a bad match. But is it the right creative decision? No, it's not. You could sit there and tell me and fucking tell me till you're blue in the face how this is the better story. There is no story. Teacher versus student isn't a fucking story here. They haven't given any indication that they want to wrestle each other, any indication about Santos taking over for the LWO and taking Rey Mysterio's spot. There's been no sign of Santos turning heel. So what are we doing? Now, let's neglect L.A. Knight to give us something because WWE doesn't want to push L.A. Knight, but the fans want it, so WWE is going to do everything to upset the fan base. Great. Ridiculous. Also, Grayson Waller's done nothing to get a United States title opportunity. He was in a fatal four-way. We got Cameron Grimes in a fatal foray. What the fuck has he done to get an opportunity at the United States Championship? Nobody's going to call that shit out either. Bunch of losers. Bunch of losers. WWE's thrown people together in hopes of making things make sense, and they just make themselves look worse. How about these guys win some fucking matches so that when they get an opportunity like this, they look like a credible fucking opponent? That's too much to ask. Now, I'm just the guy who's negative on YouTube. Sure. Austin Theory was shown backstage. Austin Theory ran into Adam Pearce and demanded a match against Santos Escobar tonight. Pearce made the match, and it was set as a non-title match. So, WWE Creative made a match between Austin Theory and Santos Escobar. Meanwhile, Santos Escobar is wrestling Rey Mysterio next week for an opportunity to wrestle Austin Theory, who Santos Escobar is wrestling tonight in a non-title match. Please tell me how this makes any sense. Yet you'll get some fucking blithering idiot online who's going to be in my fucking mentions or tweeting me indirectly, right, shadow tweeting me, telling me I'm fucking negative, and that JD thinks that Triple H is not in charge, and this was a Vince McMahon thing. I'm sorry, Triple H doesn't make fuck-headed decisions like this. He doesn't. There's no way you can fucking tell me that Triple H penned this and signed off on this. Do you listen when I speak? Santos Escobar won a fatal four-way last week. For WWE Creative to turn around this week and have him wrestle Austin Theory this week in a non-title match because he was upset with Austin Theory interfering in Rey Mysterio's business tonight. But isn't Santos wrestling the winner of this match next week to fight Austin Theory, but you gave him a free pass at Austin Theory anyway tonight? I don't know, man. It, it, sometimes sometimes I, genuine, I genuinely feel like whatever I do here is fucking hopeless. Nobody will understand. And no matter what I say, you may fucking sit there and hate my fucking guts for whatever reason. Even if I'm right, you're not going to give me the fucking credit for making sense of it and telling you guys exactly what the fuck you're watching. You're going to hate it because it came from me and I can't be right 
because you fucking hate everything I do. There is no way you could sit there, no matter how you feel about me, and tell me that this isn't fucking dog shit. Charlotte Flair. She went one-on-one with EO Sky. This was supposedly supposed to be EO Sky versus Zelina Vega. Maybe we should be thankful that 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 match did not happen. We got an illness to someone in the back that gave us Charlotte versus EO. Not going to complain about that. Let me tell you something, man. On paper, this match would be deemed a dream match for a lot of people. A dream match in WWE. There was talk for months. EO's got to get called up. EO versus Charlotte's a dream match, right? Future world championship match for WWE in the women's division. Every single fucking time, Charlotte is in there with someone who is new. And every single time, Charlotte is in there with someone who is better than her. The match always ends up being a fucking disappointment. Put those two aspects together, new and better. Every single time Charlotte steps into the ring with someone that is better and new for her to be in the ring with, it's always a clunker. This match was clunky. This match was sloppy. This match did not hit at all. Meanwhile, people on social media were praising this match. Oh, my goodness, Charlotte and Io. What I saw was two women who on paper could deliver a fucking classic, two women who went out there tonight and delivered a fucking disappointment. That's what I saw. Now, I don't know what you watch. I watch the show different than how you watch the show. This was not a good match. Michael Cole might have said it was a great match. Oh, my God, what a match. This was not a good match. Very weird, very clunky. I expected much better from both Charlotte and EO. Two locked up. They did their own version of cartwheels and flips, and they were trying to feel each other out. Sky hit a shotgun drop kick for a two count. Action spilled to the outside. We go to commercial break. Charlotte was looking at Bailey, who was on commentary. By the way, Bailey came out with no crutches and no limp. No crutches and no limp. So whatever the injury was at the house show over the weekend, thank God it wasn't as serious as reported. So hopefully Bailey will be back in a couple of weeks. And she was on commentary tonight. Charlotte went for a knee. Sky moved, landed a running double knee in the corner for a two count. Sky worked Charlotte with a chin lock. Charlotte worked out of it, hit a back body drop. Charlotte hit a fallaway slam, fired up. Charlotte landed a clothesline, went to the top. Bailey got up from commentary to distract Charlotte. EO landed a powerbomb with the distraction from Bailey, two count. So Sky, after the powerbomb, gets a two count on Charlotte. A Shotzi Blackheart video package showed up on the Titantron. And it was a a, a collage of pictures of her shaving her hair. And, you know, it looked very creepy, very psychotic. I guess they're going in a different direction with Shotzi now because she shaved her hair. 
And Bailey gets up, looks at this video package in the middle of the match, and all of a sudden starts to get concerned. She leaves the arena. She's worried about what she saw. EO's like, I need your help. I need your help. Don't go anywhere. Bailey leaves EO all by herself. So Sky goes to the top. Charlotte pulled EO off the top. Sky tried again, goes to the top, goes for the moonsault, misses the moonsault. Charlotte went up top, tried a moonsault of her own, which is fucking terrible. Sky got her foot up. The two traded roll-up attempts, and Sky went back to the top, missed the missile dropkick. Charlotte caught her off the top at a Boston Crab. Sky counted into a roll-up from the Boston Crab for a two-count. Sky on Charlotte now, and Charlotte gets the advantage with a spear for a near fall. Charlotte went for a German suplex. Sky rolled through, hit a double stomp on Charlotte. They made their way back to the top rope. They tried roll-up attempts again. Charlotte hit a natural selection out of nowhere for the one, two, three. Match was very, very clunky. Everybody wants to tell me that Charlotte's the greatest in the women's division. The greatest in the world is Charlotte Flair. The greatest professional wrestler, female professional wrestler in the world. She's not even the best wrestler on her brand. How many times a week do I have to tell you this? If she was so great, Io Shirai or Io Sky would have had a banger match with Charlotte Flair. Meanwhile, it looked to me that Charlotte held everything possible, everything back from having a good match with Io. See, this is what I see. You may not see it because you're blinded by fucking what they tell you and what you hear from another fucking podcast. Charlotte is overrated. If Charlotte was so great, this match would have been a fucking TV banger for 15 minutes. But it wasn't. I didn't see anything wrong with Eo's performance. I saw the clunkiness come from Charlotte's performance. It's like Charlotte holds herself back. It's like we get 40% of what Charlotte really can dish out out there when she's in the ring with somebody that's better than her. This match was a disappointment. She's not even the best female wrestler on her brand. That goes to Io and then Asuka. And I'd even put Bianca over Charlotte Flair. She's the fourth best women's wrestler on her roster. Meanwhile, I'm supposed to sit here and tell you that Charlotte's the best female professional wrestler in the world. Sorry. Sorry. When it comes to what she does in her own company, she's number five. Rhea Ripley may be better than all of them. Ridiculous. Enough of the Charlotte bullshit. Overrated. Dominic Mysterio. He was interviewed backstage and... While he was talking, Butch interrupted him. Dominic, a Raw superstar on SmackDown. Why is he on SmackDown on Friday night? Did they make and give you an explanation for why he was there? Dom smiled and said the reason why he's on SmackDown is because he wanted to show his deadbeat dad what a real champion looks like. Great. Great. I could have lived with that. That was a suitable enough of an explanation for me for Dominic to be on a brand that should not have Dominic Mysterio on it. Great. 
So what does WWE do? They take what Dominic said and completely wiped the fucking floor with it. They threw it in the garbage. So he said if Ray wins the United States title, he's the champion of only the United States rather than all of North America. Meaning if he and his father are champions, he would be the champion of North America and he'd be the greater of the two, of the two champions. So Butch, Pete Dunn, comes walking on in. Let me at him! Let me at him, Scoob! Ready? Pete Dunn comes in, challenges Dom to a title match. Shawn Michaels walked in and said it sounds like a wonderful match to him. And he'd see if he could get it booked. Yeah, yeah, you go do that, HBK. Go talk to Vince, who's sitting in Gorilla, and get that match made. WWE has Dominic Mysterio, a Raw superstar, show up on SmackDown, who gave an explanation that I was okay with. Hey, my father's on this show. I wanted to show my father what a real champion looks like, only to then put him in a match on SmackDown when they did not have to. Why did they put Dominic Mysterio in a match tonight after they gave a suitable explanation as to why he was there on a brand that he doesn't belong on? Again, that'll go over everybody's head. Nobody will make a big deal about it, but it's the same fucking thing every week. I'm supposed to call this shit out. You might not find it to be a big deal. I do. He's a Raw superstar on Friday Night SmackDown defending the NXT North American Championship. You got one strike, two strikes, three strikes. You're out. Raw superstar on Friday night. Number one. A Raw superstar winning a developmental title on Tuesday. Strike two. Now defending that Tuesday night title on Friday night? Come on, man. Enough of the excuses, please. Enough. Roman Reigns, he was on the show tonight. He was sitting in his locker room with Paul Heyman at Sala Sokoa. Reigns was hanging his head and seemed to be stressed out. He was looking at his little lay. The shit that goes over his neck, he was looking at his lay, playing with the lay. He turned to Solo, who nodded at him, and then looked away. Nothing was said here. Bailey was backstage. She was backstage with EO Sky. All of a sudden, she's in the locker room and discovers that her luggage has a picture of it or a picture on it, a picture of herself. She turns her luggage around to find a picture of herself, and on the picture was a pair of scissors stabbed right in the heart. So clearly, this is the work of Shotzi. And Bailey, in a panic, told Eos Scott to grab her shit and let's get the fuck out of here. Austin Theory. He went one-on-one with Santos Escobar. Non-title match. I don't know how many times I, complain, I, I, can, I can complain about this. You guys know none of this makes any sense. Escobar had early control here, landed a dropkick on Austin Theory. Austin Theory fought back. Hit a suplex. Goes for cover. Gets a one count on Santos. Theory landed a DDT for a two count. Escobar fired up. Series of strikes on Theory. Escobar clothesline Theory over the top rope. 
Peter called for a timeout on the outside. He's like, uh, what, are you, what are you, Zach Morris calling a fucking timeout? Freeze framing everybody? Give me a break, timeout. Theory call for timeout. We got a commercial break. We're back from break. Theory had a backbreaker for a two count. Theory went to the apron, went for a suplex, but Escobar countered with an inziguri. Escobar hit a tope suicida on Theory, who fell onto the commentary desk. Back in the ring. Escobar had a series of elbows. Escobar went to the top and landed a crossbody for a two count. He then lifted Theory. Theory got out of it by hitting Escobar's knee. Theory landed a modified brain buster on Escobar. He goes for a cover, gets a two count. Theory went for the A-Town down. But Escobar fought back with a boot to the face. Theory went to the top rope. Escobar followed him up there. He hit a absolutely beautiful Hurren Karana off the top rope. Escobar then goes right to the Phantom Driver. One, two, three. Wins the match. Non-title clean. You guys know what I have to say about this, man. I don't know how many times I can, re- I can repeat myself tonight. Santos Escobar won that fatal four-way last week, only for him to turn around this week and wrestle the guy that he's wrestling for an opportunity at. Clean. He beat him clean. So, from my understanding, Austin Theory lost to Santos Escobar clean tonight. That would make Santos Escobar the number one contender for the United States Championship. So, why is he wrestling Rey Mysterio next week for a shot at a title that he's already the number one contender for? Am I lying to you guys? Do you get what I'm trying to tell you? Am I wrong? No. No, I'm not wrong. Bobby Lashley. He was shown backstage. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams approached Bobby Lashley. That was it. They cut right from this segment after the handshake. Everything this means, I hope it comes to fruition. Bobby Lashley invited the Street Profits out last week, invited them into his limo. They drove away. That was all we seen. This week, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, they shake hands with Bobby Lashley. Are we looking at a new hurt business with Bobby Lashley, the Street Profits, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams? Who was one of the first people in the community to give you this as a creative direction? Who was one of the first people in this community to tell you what to do with Carmelo Hayes when he was about to win the North, the, uh, the uh, NXT title? Braun Breaker should have retained that title. I've I said it for months. Call Hayes up, get him to the main roster, put him in the fucking hurt business. What happened? That sounded like a good idea then now, right? Now we got it tonight. Are we looking at a five-man faction? Are we looking at a new hurt business? Does Carmelo Hayes drop that title on Sunday to Ilya Dragunov? Sounds like a sound idea to me. Let's get Carmelo Hayes on SmackDown and Braun Breaker on Raw. WWE is using all their main roster guys on Tuesday night. You won't even fucking miss him. Give Ilya Dragon all the title. Call Carmelo Hayes up to SmackDown 
and get Braun Breaker over to Monday Night Raw. Simple. Don't know what we're doing with either guy. Carmelo's ready and Braun Breaker's ready. We could be looking at a new heart business. Dominic Mysterio defending the North American title, a Raw superstar going to NXT to win a developmental title to, de- to then defend that title on Friday night. Makes complete sense. Gotta love WWE creative. Nobody gives a fuck. Dominic Mysterio defeated Butch Pete Dunne in seven minutes. Smash was an absolute cluster. Fuck. I get. Trust me, I get what they're doing with Dominic. I get it. But every single fucking match he has, he's losing just credibility with me. He can't win a fucking match on his own, man. Every single Dominic match is an absolute fucking clusterfuck of fuckery. Rhea Ripley, Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, Judgment Day. I mean, how did this match make Dominic look good as North American champion? If I'm Wesley, I'm looking at this shit and I'm fucking cursing the fucking heavens. This is what they took my title off of me for? Don't really get it. This match was just there. They put it, they made this match for absolutely no fucking reason tonight. None. I don't know why. It doesn't make any fucking sense to put the North American Championship on Dominic. It doesn't. You can sit there and tell me that it makes sense to put the North American title on Dominic Mysterio. It doesn't make any sense at all. Dominic is over. Great. He's a heel. He's a good heel. Great. Judgment Day is fantastic. Great. Did he need a North American title? I can only hope that somehow this factors into Finn Balor and maybe getting him out of the group or maybe Damian Priest gets kicked out of the group. I don't know. I don't know. Dominic, his in-ring work is shit. It is not good. Then you'll have some fucking idiot on Twitter tell me, oh, nobody cares about in-ring work. Nobody's really focusing on in-ring work. Meanwhile, the bell's got to ring sometime, right? This is how fucking clueless these people are. Oh, Dominic is a great heel. Him winning the North American title is great for business. Nobody fucking cares about in-ring work. The bell's got to ring somehow, you fucking idiot. Somewhere, somehow, the bell's got to ring. What is he going to do in there? What is he going to show you? He's got to show you something. He's got nothing. Match with Wesley sucked. Match with fucking Pete Dunne sucked. How are you going to go in there against two of the most accomplished guys that the fucking company has and not have a good match? Keep making your excuses. Keep making your excuses about Dom. Great character. Him and Rhea Ripley are a fantastic duo. The kid sucks. The kid is not ready, especially for a fucking title. If he's not good enough to win a major title on the main roster, what makes you think I'm going to look at him as ready because he beat Wesley for the North American Championship, which is a title on their third brand, which is their developmental brand? 
This match was a fucking clusterfuck. Dominic toyed with Butch. Butch hit a series of kicks to Dominic's head. Butch landed a right hand. Big running kick. Dominic set for a 619. Butch countered. Kit Wilson hit Holland on the outside. Butch went to the outside to even the odds. What was pretty dead? Lee doing out there? Because they got a problem with Butch and the Brawling Brutes. That's why they're out there. Kit Wilson hit Holland on the outside, and Butch went to the outside to even the odds. Wilson ran to the back, which left Elton Prince, who was wearing an arm sling all by himself. He gets up, he runs away, and Rich Holland chases him up the aisleway. Butch on the apron. Rhea Ripley comes from behind. The referee's back, hits a chop block, and Dominic ran Butch into the ring post. That was enough to get the victory. One, two, three. This was sloppy towards the end. Honestly, Dominic didn't know which way to cover Butch. He had to roll him over a couple of times to get the pinfall because he was too close to the ropes. He didn't have his shoulder down. The way everything here was executed towards the end was just fucking sloppy. Not good at all. Dominic as the North American champion uh, champion is a fucking waste. It's a waste. You're not going to get me at all to sit here and, and agree with what they did. I don't agree with NXT being on, you know, the same level as the main roster. I don't, I don't consider it a third brand. I'm never going to consider it a third brand. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Judgment Day being on NXT is a good thing and Dominic winning a fucking title down there is a good thing. Give me a break. As far as I'm concerned, Dominic belongs on NXT, period. Permanently. Judgment Day being down there makes no sense. You're never going to convince me that NXT is good because it's not. You're not going to get me on board with thinking NXT is a legitimate third brand anymore in 2023 while you had black and gold and you refused to make it into a third brand. You're not going to convince me to look at NXT in a different way now because WWE is more open to sending main roster stars down there. That didn't happen back in the day. Do you want to know why? Because Vince McMahon would not allow it. Vince McMahon didn't allow it because if he sent main roster stars down there who wanted to work down there because they weren't doing anything on the main roster, Vince had this fear that Triple H was going to take the unused talent on the main roster and make them better and use them better than Vince McMahon. That's why Vince didn't allow it. Why do you think, why do you think NXT needed to create a secondary set of women's championships. Tag team championships. Do you think this just miraculously came out of nowhere? Oh, yeah, we're going to push the women's narrative and we're going to do the women's revolution bigger and better than ever, pal. No. The WWE main roster women's championships were created to float between all three brands. If WWE was going to put the women's championships... On a Sasha Banks and Naomi. That means Vince would have to send Sasha Banks down to NXT. And he did not want to send any of those talents down to NXT. They only went from Raw to SmackDown to SmackDown to Raw. Meanwhile, Triple H, I'm sure he said, well, Pops, we got these women's championships. They're able to float between brand to brand to brand. Oh, that's not good shit, pal. 
Triple H basically had to create a set of women's championships for his own brand because Vince didn't allow those titles, which should have been the titles on NXT. He didn't allow those titles on NXT. Triple H had to create his own set of women's tag team titles. No, but you want me to sit here and take NXT now as a serious third brand when they did everything to fucking kill it and pretend it didn't exist. WWE will never be able to recapture what they did with black and gold. They may not want to. But don't sit there and tell me that what they're doing now rivals what they did with black and gold, that it's just as good as black and gold. Nothing they do will be better than black and gold. You did everything to neglect black and gold. You did everything to tell me that it basically didn't exist. It was a fucking sin. It was blackballed from being mentioned on the main roster. Now, all of a sudden, you want me to sit there and take NXT seriously because they're on SmackDown. And we got Carmelo Hayes and Tiffany Stratton and Wes Lee and Dragon Lee on NXT on SmackDown in the crowd. I'm sorry. When, when did that ever happen three years ago? No, but you want me to be open to it now. Fuck you. Nick Khan's narrative about making NXT in, into a legitimate third brand is a crock of shit. He's only wanting it to make it into a legit third brand because he knows he needs to get WWE paid. They're not making it into a legit third brand because they believe in NXT. Because if they did, they wouldn't have killed it in the fucking first place. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Not falling for this fucking garbage. Michael Cole announced Carl Anderson will face Karrion Cross next week. Great. Can't wait to see that one. Rey Mysterio will go up against Santos Escobar for a shot at the United States title. As far as I'm concerned, Santos Escobar should already be getting a shot at the United States Championship. He pinned the champion clean tonight. Roman Reigns. He's back on SmackDown. And tonight we got a contract signing with Jay Uso for SummerSlam. Roman Reigns is out there. Roman says, Orlando, acknowledge me. Jay is there. And he told Roman Reigns that he's making him do this. Roman said, Jay is just a soldier or a pawn in this game. Reigns said that the contract is signed. Shoves it over to Jay. Jay then takes the contract that Roman signed and ripped it up and slammed the folder shut. Shoved it right back to Roman Reigns. Jay says, we don't need no contract, Oos, because the contract is in the blood. This right here, this is tribal combat now. So... He listed things that he'd like to do to Roman Reigns, and he says he could take this steel chair and take the chair to Roman Reigns' head. He could put Roman Reigns through that announce table. He could take the fucking lady sitting in the front row, take her shoe off, and start start to beat Roman Reigns with it. It would be legal, all be legal. Reigns says, Little Jay, shut your mouth. The tribal chief is talking now. Orlando, shut your mouth. The tribal chief is talking now. He says he runs the business for almost a decade. He stood and said, it's done, let's go. Jay says, it's tribal combat. 
So, Reigns placed a tribal necklace over the title belt on the table and walked over to have a stare down with Jay. They went face-to-face, forehead-to-forehead, and held hands and then stepped back and locked eyes. Solo glared at Roman. He wasn't happy about how peaceful all this went because Solo has a problem with Jay Uso. He turned, knocked over the table. He was about to hit Jay with the Samoan spike, and Roman Reigns prevented Solo from taking the Samoan spike to Jay Uso's throat. Jay Uso super kicked Solo out of the ring and looked like he had a problem. He looked like he was having a problem with this tribal combat with Roman Reigns. He had no problem super kicking Solo. But it looked like he was a little hesitant in what he did to Roman Reigns. They stared at each other, and that's the way SmackDown went off the air. There wasn't any real development here. There wasn't any real development here. The only thing that I could tell you, as far as from what I see, is Roman and Solo. Now, I don't know what happened there. Roman prevented Solo when the contract was ripped up, and Jey Uso ripped the contract up. Solo kind of looked at the situation as if, the fuck is going on here, you know? So I don't know if Solo is going to play a major factor into this going into SummerSlam. The way I see it playing out, I I, I don't want to predict anything that's going to happen here because WWE has been pretty much on point with this. But what I see happening here, if it's going to be no DQ, trial by combat, right, this tribal warfare, no DQ at SummerSlam, that means Solo Sokoa is going to really get involved and maybe the one to cost Jey Uso the championship. I don't know. We got a little pay-per-view in Pittsburgh called WWE Payback in September, Labor Day weekend. Apropos, I mean, it just goes hand-in-hand with the name of the title. Payback, Solo, coming close to beating Roman, will not beat Roman because of Solo. Payback, Jey wants payback on Solo. I don't think Roman's going to be working payback. I don't think Roman's going to be working payback at all. We may be looking at Solo versus Jay, uh, Solo versus Jay Uso at Payback, and that may be the continuation of the tribal uh, bloodline story here. This internal bloodline family drama. But outside that, I can't really tell you where this is going to go, man. These little hints and these little things that happen. You know, Jay Uso showing some hesitation and Solo kind of being wide-eyed when the contract got ripped up and Roman stopping Solo Sokoa from the spike to Jay Uso. There's still love there. There is still some care there. But they have to do what they have to do. He got the orders from the elders. This is coming from their, their, their elders. Let's do it. Trial combat. Trial by warfare. It is what it is, man. SmackDown overall was a fucking waste of my time. None of this made sense. Very, very just creatively lazy show. But, you know, I don't, I don't really expect social media to be on my side, man. The, the 1% of fucking geeks on social media who don't like what I do, they're never going to like what I do. You guys like what I do. You show up every fucking week. You understand that this shit doesn't make sense. And that's all that matters to me. That's all that matters to me. Appreciate you guys. Follow me on social media, man. At JD from NY206. That is on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. 
Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys also hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes on tonight's podcast, man. We got 812 likes. Can we get another 180 likes, please? I know there's 180 of you in this chat right now that have not hit the thumbs up, man. Don't know how you couldn't after the fucking show we gave you tonight. Go check out all the other content on the channel, including today's extra. I'm bringing you the news and rumors daily. Make sure you go check that out. We were live on Monday for Raw, Tuesday, Tuesday Night Titans, Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. Tomorrow we'll be live for AEW Collision. Go and check that out. And tonight's show is sponsored by Blue Chew. You guys know my friends over at Blue Chew, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is your way into long-term booking, gentlemen. It's also going to give you that confidence that you need, man. That confidence takes you so far in this lifetime, man. Let me tell you, confidence is unbelievable. It's going to help you in the bedroom, especially when, the time, when it comes time to step up to the plate. So Blue Chew comes in, man. If you guys don't know what Blue Chew is, it's a unique online service that provides the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it comes in chewable tablets, and it comes at a fraction of the cost. You guys can take them anytime, man, day or night. Be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And it comes at a fraction of the cost. Sign up. It's very simple. BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed online medical providers. And once you are approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. Best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversations with anybody. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. And BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to you. In a very discreet package. So why not give it a try, man? That extra boost in confidence when it's time to perform? That's all you need to know, man. Code JD at checkout. Bluetooth.com. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. Sounds like a great deal to me. Bluetooth.com. Code JD. I want to thank them for once again sponsoring the podcast. Right here on OTS. Lord J. Coyle. $2 super chat. You can't get yourself over, pal. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. Judgment Day overexposed. Really, all three shows mid. Man, the bloodline wasn't even this overexposed, man. <laughs> Vlad T, man, in the chat. I see you, man. I may have to steal that for the next one, man. Finish your story with Blue Chew. Love it, man. Sadinsky Lawson with a 199. Can anyone exempt my four-week wait period, please? Uh, Sadinsky, I'd love to do that for you, brother. But I can't. 
If I got to do it for you, man, I got to do it for everybody. Everybody's got to wait their four weeks, man. The reason why I do four weeks, and I'm not the only one that does it. Some people do it three weeks. Some people do it two weeks. Four weeks to me works best. I got a lot of people who like to fucking create new accounts and troll the chat. To me, when there's peace in the chat and peace on the streams, I'm at peace. I don't want my mods working overtime. I, I appreciate you, Sidinski. You'll be in here in no time, brother. And you're a member. You're a VIP, so. Michelle with a $5 super chat. Roma's downfall will be when he thinks he is above the elders and goes into business for himself. You can see it in his and Solo's demeanor. Mel's Matt Chat, 27 months. Hey, JD, I'm hoping you're having a great evening. Just want to send my thoughts to my Latino heat, Edgar Alvarez. I love you, babe. Well, there you go, uh, Edgar Alvarez. There you go. Mel says she loves you, babe. Thank you for 27 months. Vincent O'Connell with a $5 Super Chat. JD, any chance of a show with you, BC, Jesse, and Drew before SummerSlam? You tell it like it is. LA Knight hosed again. Not sure what is going on for SummerSlam weekend, Vincent. Uh, keep it tuned to social media. AJ with a 199. JD, WWE, a.k.a. Vince, keeps lying about LA Knight. Sad. Nick Williams with a $2 super chat. Petty Vince is at it again, eh? Nick, you know it, brother. How people don't see Vince's influence, I don't know, man. I, I really don't understand these people. Craig with a $5 super chat. You have a Raw superstar winning an NXT championship, defending it on SmackDown. Tell me Vince is running creative without telling Vince is running creative. Vince is running creative, Craig. You people will find out sooner than later. Uh, Sinister, I've come to know and learn to ignore your uh, comments in the chat, brother. You ain't fooling nobody. D Brown with 10 months. Man, to hell with this show. Just saw the first half an hour and came straight to the venue with my beverage. Listen, D Brown, you said the same thing that Jesse told me tonight via text. He said he tuned into SmackDown to see EO lose, which I really didn't bring up, which I am kind of disappointed in myself. And then he shut the show off. Why did EO lose tonight? Vince McMahon. Why did EO Shirai lose tonight? On SmackDown, because Vince always sees the Money in the Bank briefcase holder as someone who could lose, being that they're holding a championship opportunity whenever they want. So why not? Don't know why that match had to be made. I don't. You don't book a match like that. Charlotte can't lose because she's wrestling for a championship at SummerSlam. And EO, EO shouldn't be losing. You should make your money in the bank briefcase holder if she's going to be a champion sooner or later. 
look strong going into the cash and not looking like a loser. But what the fuck do I know? Nick Williams with a $5 super chat. Double red skies. Good job, Vince. Hope you're happy to be back because we're not. Guys, when you hear a triple red skies, that's when you know, that's when you know I'm fucking pissed. Just a word of advice, okay? You got a double red skies tonight. That means I was medium angry. Medium angry. Derek Anawaii with an 18 months. Hey, Oos. Been a while. Keep doing you. You are the GOAT. Thank you, Oos. Appreciate you, brother. Jason Barker with a 50 bomb. This is for my man, JD. You give WWE a rant of a lifetime out there. Make sure they listen. Jason, listen, brother. I, I try every fucking week, man. No matter how much sense we speak, nobody listens. I am vilified, and no one will look at me any other different, any differently. It's disgusting. Thank you for the 50 bomb, brother. Sean Ray J with the $10 super chat. This is the Cody situation all over again. Hunter wanted Cody LA Knight to win, and Vince's ego won't let both happen. Santos winning when he has a number one contender match next week. Show is a complete mess. Tay-Tay with a 499. They had one job to give LA Knight a victory tonight in the Fatal 4-Way, but as usual, Vince fucks it up. Also, why book Theory versus Escobar tonight? Because they're fucking clueless, Tay-Tay. That's why. Susan D'Ambrosio with a $5 Super Chat. JD, give WWE hell of an ass-reaming. Dear Lord, please get Vince out of WWE OTS for life. Thank you, Susan. Tommy Brannigan with 18 months. Happy Friday to the J- to JD and all the OTS family. LA Knight should have won OTS for life. Thank you, Tommy. Chris Leon with a 13 months. First, they don't give LA Knight the money in the bank. And now a U.S. title opportunity. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Beyond the script with a 499. Vince sucks. SmackDown sucks. Get him out. You know it, man. Edward Liu with 23 months. Bray Wyatt, Zack Ryder, Rusev, Cesaro, Damien Sandow. All of them got over on their own, and Vince crushed them. LA Knight is next, and it's so sad. Uh, Paul in the chat. Yes, I am, brother. Eugene Morgan with a $10 super chat. JD, your geek voice is absolutely hilarious. It belongs on Adult Swim. If you ever get asked to do a voice acting gig, I hope you consider it. Appreciate that, Eugene. Oh, well, um, JD is, uh... He's an AEW cocksucker, man. Peter Gaymore 
with a $10 super chat. LA Knight didn't win because he's not in Vince's agenda. He will tease him to mock the crowd, but never pull the trigger until it's way too late. Reminds me of 2013 Daniel Bryan. Classic Vince move. Peter Gaymore, you are spot on, brother. Peter Gaymore with the $2 Super Chat. Omos, now that's great shit, pal. Let me tell you something, man. If you see Omos back on television, you know, you know who put him there. You know who put him there. I don't need to tell you. Hero with a $5 Super Chat. WWE doesn't put LA Knight on the WrestleMania card. Fail. He doesn't win money in the bank. Fail. Doesn't advance to the U.S. Invitational. Fail. What are we doing? Hero, I don't know, brother. I don't know. Blurred the Nerd with a $5 Super Chat. LA Knight is currently top five in merchandise sales. One Roman, two Cody, three Stone Cold, four LA Knight, five NWO. Yet, Blurred, he's a loser. Don Parker with two $5 Super Chats. Best Undertaker gimmick. Ministry of Darkness Taker or Big Evil. Keep doing what you do, JD. Vince is an embarrassment to wrestling. And then you say, Vince burying LA Knight is more proof that CM Punk was right. Tell JD when he is telling lies. Uh, Ministry of Darkness Taker, Don Parker. Even though I did enjoy Big Evil. Tribal Chief with the $2 Super Chat. This is why I never miss OTS. Respect JD, you the man. Thank you, Tribal Chief. Phil with a $9.99. I have no idea how you can fumble LA Knight so hard if they don't have LA Knight involved in SummerSlam after not being at WrestleMania. I have no idea how anyone can watch this product. Inexcusable. Thank you, Phil. Latino 46 Heat, thank you once again for the 100 bomb, brother. Appreciate you being here, man. Edward Liu with 499. What's a draft? What's a brand split? Great job, JD, asking the real questions, unlike some in the IWC asking. Bro, couldn't be me. Phil with a 999. I want to thank you for helping me escape reality, JD. My grandmother fell on Monday, broke four ribs. She fell again on Wednesday and is back in the hospital. The SmackDown was just awful. Much love. Phil, I'm sorry to hear that, brother. It's the worst, man, when you can't help them, you know? My grandmother broke uh, several bones, man. She broke her leg. Twice. Falling in her home. 
Jarrett Howard with a $5 super chat. Vince and Jerry Jones in the same old delusional. The fans, Cowboys, WWE fans, exactly the same. Delusional, I'm serious. There's similarities. Look at it. William Sweeney with a 199. WWE equals we won't entertain the right thing. No. No, they don't like doing the right thing, man. Cam G, thank you again, brother, for 100 in Super Chat. Tyler Ezel with one month. Thank you, brother. Thank you for being here, man. The fuck are you drinking, Tyler? Tay Tay with a 499. Ari Emanuel needs to do all of us a favor and get Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard the fuck out of WWE. Ari Emanuel won't do shit, man. He's just as bad. Sean Ray J with a $5 super chat. Zelina is literally posted on Twitter at SmackDown. If she had the video, oh, she had if she had the COVID, she wouldn't be there. Pathetic excuses. She posted on Twitter that she's at SmackDown. I wouldn't know Sean Ray J because I have been blocked by Zelina on Twitter. Zero Clark with three months. No idea what they're doing with LA Knight. Pushing Mysterio for some reason. Just have a cold one. Yeah. Thank you, Zero, for three months, brother. What the fuck are you drinking after three months? Peter Gamor with the $2 Super Chat. Yeah, says Peter Gamor. LJBK827 with a five. Who do you think, if ever, the first female on WWE 2K's cover? Becky Lynch. None of the women should be on there because none of the women have been impactful. Just gonna throw that out there. None of the women in WWE have been impactful to any poor any sort of business or any part of the business. Becky or Bianca, I'd say. Probably choose Bianca over Becky, to be quite honest with you. Becky sucks. Tay-Tay with a 499. Wesley got robbed. Ali got robbed. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn got robbed. Tay-Tay, we're robbed of two hours every fucking week with this shit show. Peter Gaymore with a $5 super chat. Without the bloodline, SmackDown would be on life support. What a 180 from before Vince came back. Bro, all of these shows were completely different back in October and September. Every single one of these fucking shows. Ali with a 499. Hey, JD, I know you don't watch NXT, but what do you think if Gallus gets called up to SmackDown? Would you ever see them feud with the Brawling Brutes? Gallus is boring, Ali. They should be nowhere near the main roster. Willie Teague with a $2 super chat. Very surprised. Rey Mysterio won. Yeah, me too. 
Me too. Doughboy Games with three months. Thank you, Doughboy. Can we get a another let me at him, Scoob? Let me at him. Peter Gamble with a $2 super chat. My little house. Thank you, Peter Gamore. Peter Gamore with a five and a two. Vince doesn't need blue chew. He seems to fuck people just fine. And then he says, finish the story, Omas. Your nation's tea with a $4.99. You are right as always, JD, but the geeks and virgins don't listen. Keep doing your thing. We'll always be a fan. OTS for life. Thank you, nations. Cisco, the $2 super chat. I wish we could get Bray versus Roman. Why? Why would anybody be excited for a Bray Wyatt return? I don't get it. Mike Lee, $5 super chat. Disappointing show tonight. Why have LA Knight in the Fatal 4-Way tonight and not have him win it? Typical stupid WWE logic. I'll see you tomorrow, JD. Good night. Thank you, brother. See you tomorrow for Collision. William Sweeney with a 199. VKM can't stand those who get over without him. Absolutely. He can't stand it at all. Jason with a $2 super jack. Can you do the Raquel? <laughs> Gonzalez Rodriguez. Parker with a two dollar super chat. Can I get a shit? I can't even do it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Testing, testing, testing. SmackDown is fucking trash. Pick up an aisle seven. I don't have that option here in Jersey, Don Parker. I, I owe you one. Attention, attention, Denise is awful. Attention. LJ with a $2 super chat. China Sable, Lita Trish, Molly, etc. LJ, who cares, brother? <laughs> Honestly, who the fuck cares, man? Seriously. Guys, I'm getting the fuck out of here, man. I've uh, I've seen enough. I've had enough, man. Thank you guys for a great stream. You guys make me feel better, man. I feel uh, I feel tonight was a, a good uh, a good step forward into making my fucking July ending of July a lot better, man. I've been uh, I've been going through some fucking bullshit, man. You guys did great tonight. Thank you for uh, raising my spirits. We had a great show tonight. Follow me on social media at JD from NYC06, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out today's extra. Bluetooth, bluetooth.com, code JD at checkout. And tomorrow, catch me live.
for AEW Collision right here on OTS. Guys, thank you so very much for all your support tonight. And I'll see you tomorrow live right here in the venue for AEW Collision on OTS. I'll see you guys tomorrow.